You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. I'm Alira Potter, and this is Fill My Cup, Mamma Mia's podcast that makes you feel better. Today, I wanted to draw your attention to the space that you live in, and I've got a question to kick things off. Have you ever had a moment where you've just hated life and decided to flip your room around? I feel like we all have, right? Maybe you've moved your bed or decluttered your room, and after you flipped everything around, did you feel better? Feng Shui is all about harnessing the energy of a space for the better. People who practice it believe that the energy in each building affects our mood, health, wealth, and the relationships of its occupants. If your home does it well, it should bring your life success, positivity, and vitality. I'm all about making sure the space you live in is good for your mental health, because let's be honest, it's the space where you spend most of your time, so it should make us feel really good. For today's episode, I've invited on Jane Langhoff from Feng Shui Concepts. Jane Langhoff is an internationally accredited Feng Shui master and interior designer with 15 years in practice. She works with businesses and people to design their homes in accordance with Feng Shui in a way that's both functional and good looking. On Instagram, and I love this, she describes her work as less woo-woo and more wow-wow. I want to kick off with just wanting to know what is feng shui? Feng shui is about your relationship with your environment and your surroundings and how this affects your life well-being, specifically your relationships, health and prosperity. The art of designing spaces with the right energy flow and setting up your environment for success. Your surroundings affect your mood, psychology and luck. And it's not just about things happening by chance. It's also about how you're inspired to think, feel, and act. For the skeptics, because we will probably have a few skeptics out there listening, tell me why it exists and how we can feel its effects in our spaces. Well, everything is made up of energy, and the rate at which energy vibrates connects all things in the universe. So the energy in your surroundings has a massive impact on the way you think, feel, and act. Research tells us that the design of our homes impacts our well-being and there's evidence to support the impact that our buildings have on us. For example, we need exposure to natural light for our psychological well-being. Everything we take in through our senses can change our moods, emotions and affect our health. Mm, that's really interesting because I always find myself sort of moving things around in my space like because in my eyes it's all energy and it'll make me feel good if it's in like certain spots. So I guess my next question is what does a room with bad feng shui feel like? Well, when you walk into a home, everything might feel okay, but it just doesn't feel right. Problems with relationships, conflict in a space, things just going wrong around you. Whereas when you surround yourself in positive energy, the good feng shui enhances your psychology and your moods and your mindsets and inspire you to think, feel and act in a more positive way. So this can translate to better relationships, productivity, greater focus. In effect, that creates better wealth for yourself. It affects your career and also your health as well. So your health is impacted by the energy that's in your space. 
I wanted to ask you about specific rooms in each house and I wanted you to sort of walk through the do's and don'ts of each space. So the first space, I want to talk the living room. In my house, that's the heart of my home. Well, the living room is all about your relationships and connection. Take notice of what is the first thing that you see when you first walk into the room. You might feel less connection with your family because everything's focused around the TV. Also look at the way your sofas are set out. When you've got sofas that are in an L shape, it is more conducive to better relationships and better discussions and communication. Whereas when the sofas are opposite each other, it's more of a conflicted type of energy. Think about what you decorate your home with. So if you have your room with a lot of unwanted objects or things that you've got there just because you feel Mm. like you need to place them there, like unwanted gifts, for example, that creates a negative mindset. Let's talk the bedroom because I feel like there is honestly probably so much to consider. The best placement for a bed is diagonally opposite the door along a solid wall and you don't want to be under a window either. It's also a good idea just to see what's on the other side of your bed head wall. So if you've got something like a meter box, that can interfere with your health. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I never thought of that. When I walk into my room, my bed's to the left against a solid wall, but on the other side of that is the washing machine. It's the laundry. Should I move my bed? (laughs) If the washing machine's going while you sleep, it's not such a good thing. So you just want to make sure that whatever appliance that you've got, if it's behind your bed head, it's ideal not to have it there. But if it must be there because there's no other way to set up your room, then just make Mm -hmm. sure it's off. The other thing to take note of is things like mirrors, because when mirrors reflect the bed, that amplifies unresolved issues between couples. So interesting. (laughs) What about the entryway to our home? Well, the entryway to your home signifies wealth. So you want the front of your home to be as beautiful as possible to attract energy and opportunities to you. Keep your path to your front door clear of obstacles and make sure that the area around your front entrance is beautiful and clean, decluttered. Just keep away that stagnant energy and you attract as much wealth energy into the property as you can. So inside, you ideally don't want to be having the front door facing the back door or the front door facing a set of stairs. And if they are, then we need to do things to just slow down that energy flow so that that wealth energy doesn't rush out of the door, either the front door or the back door. What if someone's home is just a feng shui disaster in terms of the layout? What can they do to rebalance the space? What tips do you have? They can look at decluttering the home. So clutter is like public enemy number one of feng shui, creates stagnant energy and creates obstacles that can block your wealth. Number two is to bring plants and connect with nature. So if you've got a few fresh, lovely plants, that can really enhance the energy, living Mm. energy within your space. Also create fresh energy by opening windows, opening blinds and curtains It's not good to be too glary, but that combination of yin and yang, the balance of yin and yang is so important in a room. So Mm -hmm. we don't want things too stagnant or too bright and breezy as well. Ideally, energy should meander through the home and not move too quickly in straight lines. And if it does, then use things within your home that can help to slow down that energy flow, like beautiful artwork or lovely furniture. 
Oh, that's beautiful. My house is full of plants because I'm all about that energy. Thank you so much, Jane, for coming and having a chat to us. I hope people can take away some information or wanting to, I guess, learn more about feng shui. But thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to meet you. Thank you for filling your cup with me today. You can find out more about Jane on Instagram at feng shui concepts. If you love the podcast, why not follow us in your favorite podcast app? I'll be back in your ears Sunday for more ways to fill your cup. This episode is produced by Michaela Floriano. Mamma Mia's purpose is to make the world a better place for women and girls. We do that by creating podcasts, stories, videos, and events that share unique women's voices you won't hear anywhere else. Subscribe here to help Mamma Mia to continue living out our purpose. See you later.